0: And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Speaking of business, if you're looking to level up this offseason, soon to be regular season, head on over to DynastyOwner.com. I personally have been looking for a new challenge, which is why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real nfl salaries adding the strategy of running an nfl franchise dynasty owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind leagues are forming now We've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky. <coughs> man, if you're like me and know you're better than most, Dynasty Owner gives you the platform to prove it. Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage their rosters using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. So go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind, validate your fantasy football skills, and start your Dynasty today. So we have a fantastic episode for you guys. Like always, we have a special guest. But before we get to him, I want to introduce our normal crew. We got Chev. What's going on, Chev?
1: What's going on, boys? It's funny that you are roasting Porkman about Dynasty Owner. He was our main drafter this last week, and it was about a five hour draft. So
0: <laughs> yeah. And I heard it ended pretty late, too, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. Fun. Fun. Yeah, talk.
2: one o'clock in work. <laughs>
0: mm. Well, it's a good thing Porkman doesn't sleep. So speaking of which, how are you doing, Porkman?
2: I do sleep. And i don't like, you know, give everybody, give Mike a hand clap. He figured out the ticker on the bottom.
0: Yeah. Thank, okay, well we're going to get to how I figured it out, but before we do, I uh, want to welcome back Nate Christian. Nate, what's going on?
3: I'm just happy to be here, just like every week. This is like one of the highlights of my week.
0: Um, oh, speaking of lights, where is the lamp?
3: It's right behind the computer. Okay, great. Lights just on my make, face.
0: want to make sure it's there. And I want to welcome in a friend of ours, and he is the man that taught me how to use the ticker on StreamYard. We have Jorge Edwards from Fantasy and Frames. Jorge, how are you doing tonight?
4: Uh, gentlemen, I am excited. Thank you very much for having me. I've been looking forward to this all week. Wasn't going to miss it. And, um, you know, ready to talk some shop with you. Talk some uh, some targets to target. Uh, targets to target. Players are targeting your draft. See, I'm fumbling over my words. It's not even much. Um, yeah, so I'm excited tonight,
0: guys. It's all right, man. Hey, we're happy to have you here. Um, so, in case you guys do not know, I've been doing kind of double duty, hanging out with the guys over there at Fantasy in Frames. Is it Fantasy in Frames or Fourth in Frames? I always get it confused. It's yeah, Fantasy we got
4: Fourth a lot frames. of frames going on. You know? Okay. Um, when we're doing our shows like this, we go around the frames, to all the different squares. We just say frames way too much. Um, so the podcast is called Fourth in Frames. Got our live stream is called Behind the Frames.
0: Okay. All right. And then the whole conglomerate with your website is fantasy Fantasy. and frames. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Got got it. Thank you for... For Exactly. Hashtag frames. (laughs) There we go. I love it. Uh, And by the way, Jorge, that is a pound sign, not a hashtag. Just uh, want to let you guys know about that here we go oh, yeah, no, everyone's shaking man. their head because i am I'm old an old old man
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so <laughs> but yeah we've been uh, hanging out with jorge and nate who is not available tonight he did out to work late not our nate there nate um so we're going to get him back on here and uh do yourself a favor nate is a fantastic guy go follow him at nate markham uh, good analyst great guy overall good idp player too and checking in with us now troy king is calling me a grandpa so not quite yet, Troy, but thank you for <laughs> checking in. Glad to see that you're with us tonight. Troy was also on a live stream of ours uh, about a week or so ago. Um, it was a great time. So, And here's the guy I was talking about, Nate Markham. Go check him out on Twitter. <laughs> Fantastic guy. A good friend of ours. So love everything that he does. So, Jorge, welcome. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your website and podcast?
4: Sure, thank you very much. Uh, so Fantasy and Frames, I uh, created about three years ago, uh, this past July, and we you know, we mainly deal with redraft, we deal with some best ball, we deal with IDP. Uh, to give you the gist of how it all got started, I basically spent a year after my wife and I got married talking nonstop fantasy football, and she came up with the idea, uh, or the notion, that maybe other people besides her would want to hear me talk about fantasy football. <laughs> So I thought to myself, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought about that and I'm like, maybe she's trying to send me a signal or some hints here. Uh, And so I created the website (laughs) and then I got a bunch of people writing for us. We started a podcast. Uh, We do our live stream now. And we really just love giving everybody the, uh, the inside information to win their leagues, whether you're a novice to fantasy football or you're one of the more experienced ones. We like to take all the complex information and make it simplified and make it fun and remind everybody that this is a game. This is fun. Let's enjoy it. And let's learn stuff along the way.
0: Yeah. And, um, do yourself a favor again, go head over to their YouTube channel, subscribe. They got a bunch of videos up there and your live streams are always up there that you do Wednesday nights. They come on. You said you put them on the next day, right? I've
4: actually put them on uh, like an hour after we uh, broadcast. Okay.
0: All right. So, um, your live stream goes to, I think you said Twitter and Facebook, if I'm correct. That is correct. Yep. Okay, great. So, uh, it's up there the next day, YouTube, go check it out. Um, great videos, great guys over there at fantasy and frames. And again, happy to have Jorge on. So, uh, Jorge, you consider yourself more of a redraft guy than anything else. Correct.
4: That would be correct. Yes.
0: And tis the season football season's right around the corner and redraft season is here and is in full swing. I have, um, for the first time in I don't know how many years, I'm actually doing an in person redraft on Sunday. Ooh, uh, I can't remember the last nice. time. Yeah, I, I'm actually really excited. It's a league that I've been waiting for an opening to come up in for about two or three years. Okay. And it's come to fruition. Big words here on the Dynasty Rewind. So super excited about that. So um, you're going to always have guys that you ride or die with. In Dynasty, you know, we all have our guys. Um, I'm a huge Cortland Sutton guy. Um, Nate, you have your guys. I'll tell you what, why don't we just go around the frames real quick. Tell us, before we get started with our redraft guys, Nate, who's your uh, ride-or-die guy for Dynasty? I think he might be a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, possibly.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind first and I'm probably most popular as my ride and die guy, uh, Deontay Johnson. I mean, Deontay. I can't stop. You, you <laughs> do
0: love that guy. Uh, <laughs> so, Porkman, I'm not going to mention a specific – running back for any team outside the nation's capital but who would be your ride or die guy for dynasty
2: uh actually <clears throat> right now i think it's josh jacobs for me
0: okay All right, and makes sense um i like josh jacobs i'm actively trying to trade for him right now uh, not actually going in my favor and in case anyone's wondering if i seem distracted my wife is out with a friend right now so the baby monitor is on next to me so i'm just kind of checking on that every so often uh chev you got a ride or die guy for dynasty
1: well, I mean, you already know. It's, uh, it's full Chubb season, 13 days away. You know, it's go time for Nick Chubb. I love that guy. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's right behind him, I think, though.
0: Actually, Chef, before we get started, too, uh, as a Bears fan, I have a question for you. Are we worried about David Montgomery? He is uh, one of my starters in my home league for Dynasty. Someone, of course, tried to steal him uh, cheap because he's hurt, but I'm, I'm not playing into that. Sorry.
1: No, yeah. I mean, I'd be a little bit worried. I mean, I don't know the severity of the injury at the moment. I mean, I think they're kind of keeping it low-key. Uh, sound like a groin. When it first came out, man, I was like, I'm done. And we just drafted this guy yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely oh, did. Well, Roto, Roto World are a bunch of chumps. They automatically thought it was like the worst thing ever. They said that and he was know. getting carted off. Right. He walked it's, off the field.
0: Come on, guys.
2: I have a
0: Damn. beef to pick
3: with Roto World.
0: Yeah, oh. actually, you know what, Nate? I do want to talk about that because I saw that tweet. And, Jorge, I'm sorry. We keep pushing back the topic of the no, show. No, no, this is good. <laughs> but, uh, actually, can you please bring that up to everyone that's listening and currently watching right now?
3: Yeah, so Roto World is I mean, like, can the clickbait in the NFL world. They're all their headlines are so editorialized, so extreme of what's actually happening. And a lot of times, you know, you click the link and it goes to their little blurb and then it has a source at the bottom. If you go to the source at the bottom, it's not even usually matching up with the blurb, let alone the headline. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently they tweeted out, Joe Mixon missed practice. And it wasn't until the afternoon that we found out why. It was for migraines. Right. And they automatically assumed that it was gonna be a contract holdout. And they said, missing practice. Possibly because of contract holdout. And up to this point, we've had no reason to suspect that. As soon as I saw that, I said to myself, like, why would they even – like he has been practicing for two weeks now, three weeks now. Why, why would he be holding out now? It's so random. Uh, I just don't like that they're having those editorialized headlines. The only thing it's good for is taking advantage of people who actually believe that it's 100% truth. And that's just not right to lead people the wrong way.
0: Yeah, right. yeah so true. So, Roto, get it together.
1: Come on. Yeah, I mean, I even <laughs> saw them tweet the other day that uh, Van Jefferson was going to be wide receiver one this year. So, yeah, you got to watch out for those guys. Wow, that's bold.
0: <laughs> I, I saw them tweet that he was going <laughs> to retire before he even played in the early <laughs> game. <laughs> um, also, the just want <laughs> <maybe, maybe>, <laughs> to right take now? a minute and we'll just get this out of the way and say, Antonio Gibson. So um, we met our quota for that today. Picking on Porkman. <laughs> so um, I'll tell you about Porkman. Why don't we kick it off with you then to stop picking on you for a little bit? You got a redraft router today, guy. Short explanation as to why. However, you want to do it.
2: I mean, you act, you asked me already. It was uh Josh Jacobs.
0: No, this is redraft. Now we're getting into the topic of the show, Phil.
2: Oh, redraft. Oh, my dad. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's a
4: taskmaster. This guy. Um, yeah. Pay
0: attention.
2: All right, um, so are you about to hit me with a pen? What's this school? All right, it's right now game. my redraft this year is be toggly <laughs> to for me. Um, solely because it's a one-year deal, they're literally going to run him into the ground this year. Uh Edo Smith won't take is, Uh not good. What's up?
0: I said it's not going to take long to run him into the ground either, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Edel Smith's all messed up, and was uh, a Brian Hill. So I'm going to just go with Todd Gurley with that one.
0: Okay, I don't hate the to Todd. What do you guys think, Jorge? Let's go to you first, Chev. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry, um, Jorge. Let's let's go to you. <laughs> yeah, in terms of Todd, Gurley,
4: in terms of commenting on Todd Gurley.
0: Yes. Yeah,
4: you know, I picked him up in one of my home leagues. I'm I'm with Four like. You're not investing in the long term in him. They're probably going to use him out of the backfield, kind of like how they did with Devonta Freeman. The only difference is uh, he's going to be able to run better, you know, behind these uh, offensive linemen. Let's not forget that a year ago, the Falcons drafted a bunch of offensive linemen in the first round to really, you know, solidify things, and then they all got hurt heading into training camp last year. So it's no wonder that the Falcons were relying on getting the ball out quickly early and often because they had no way to protect Philip Rivers or to establish a good running game. Now you got all these guys coming back healthy. Todd Gurley, you know, despite his inefficiencies last year behind a bad offensive line, he was still fantasy viable. And now you give him some decent blocking now. Like I get it. He's not going to be MVP Todd Gurley, but as far as like an RB two candidate, absolutely. I would invest in Todd Gurley this year.
0: Okay. Chev, your thoughts.
1: Yeah. And that's, that was one of the guys I had down too. I mean, Who's going to take reps from this guy? I mean, out of the passing game, yeah, he's going to lose some targets probably because of Calvin Ridley, Hurst, um, Julio Jones. I mean, they're just probably not going to be there target-wise. I mean, he's still going to get his, but we're not going to see the Todd Gurley probably 50 catches or not. So, I mean, I, I'm really big on Todd Gurley this year. You get him for one year, they're probably going to run him into the ground like Porkman said. And, I mean, backfield's his, boys. He can do what he wants with it. Yeah. Bounce with it,
0: and his ADP as per, as per Fantasy Pros is currently twenty nine. So, Nate, your thoughts, Todd Gurley?
3: Yeah, I think, he, like everyone said already, he doesn't have any competition in that backfield, so um, everything is there for him. It's just what he takes, and we've seen you know MVP caliber Gurley before, and I don't think many people expect that this year, but just volume wise. Um, He's going to get a lot of touches and both the passing game and the running game doesn't have much competition. So it's kind of an easy pick. You know, if you're picking him up in the third round, you've already drafted maybe your RB one and a wide receiver, and then you can pick up Todd Gurley's or RB two. And that's a, it's a pretty good RB two to have on your team for this year.
1: Yeah. He said yeah. double digit touchdowns rushing the last three years. So, I mean, even though he's been mm-hmm. hurt and whatnot, he's still getting the job done. Yeah, Do you think, His
0: fall off last year, was he that hurt or was that McVeigh? I I mean, like if you're trying to preserve the guy and you figure on cutting him anyway, Jorge, you have any thoughts on that Yeah, no,
4: I, you know, let's think back to the Super Bowl with New England and how Belichick found a way to kind of plug up all those running lanes that the Rams were used to running that made Todd Gurley such a success you know, defenses learn, they watch film, they found ways to kind of like match what Sean McVay was doing scheme-wise. And it was only till later on in the season that they, you know, adopted the 12 personnel and all of a sudden you started to see more running opportunities, more things open up for Gurley. Um, In terms of, you know, going back to what I was saying as far as his efficiency goes, I don't know if that's knee-related, to be honest with you. I don't know whether that, I'm leaning more along the lines that it's more blocking-related. Um, so, if anything, it's a blessing for Todd Gurley's sake that he's no longer a Ram.
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, let's go around here real quick. Speaking of which, and uh, we touched on this a little bit, I think, um, on the live stream on Wednesday. Are we drafting any of these Rams running backs in redraft this year?
2: Nah. Not I, yeah. Is there any Is there I mean, anyone only, that – Only out of value. Like, I would I take mean, acres out of value. Is he,
0: is he the guy we're all targeting here then in – in that class, I mean that backfield, like Malcolm Brown, I feel like is going to be the guy that they kind of go to first, and I think he's going to do the same thing he did last year. Would he have? It wasn't anything great yardage wise, but I think he had two touchdowns the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. So he's almost like you stream him for week one,
1: trade him away. Yeah, you can. Yep. Yeah, if you can, but right? Get something for him.
0: So Cam yeah. Akers would be the only guy we want. Anybody else that you're even thinking, Daryl Henderson? I think
3: I was rooting for Daryl Henderson, but he has got some injury for the past week, and he's going to miss the next week of practice. He should be back by week one, but missing valuable reps, and backfield's already kind of no touch for me. So at this point, I'm probably not grabbing anybody from there. Mm -mm. Do you think
0: there's a worse backfield in the NFL than this one as far as who to project
2: fantasy-wise? Probably Seattle. (laughs) The Washington football team? Yeah, Washington. I was going to say is probably up there.
0: Yeah, that because it's like you, have no you don't idea. really
2: don't know who to get the ball. You don't know if AP is going to be starting. You don't know if Antonio Gibson is going to get the ball. You don't know if they want to use J D. McKissick, Peyton Barber. Like I don't know who the hell to pick. You know, Dougie, Dougie Fresh wants Peyton Barber. So
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things, and of course, Brace Love. One minute is their starter, and on. And route to a Pro Bowl, and then the next day he's a cut candidate. So it, yeah. It's it's terrible. And One video of running
1: routes. New England.
0: Okay, so we got some good ones here. Uh, Nate, who couldn't make it tonight again, he says New England, and that is a mess up there right now. But I think Damian Harris probably pulls away by season end. Um,
2: yeah, Nate, was, was, unless they Damian. believe in Sony again, because they say he is back and could be playing week one. But from what we saw last year, it was they. they looked really bad with his end.
0: Yeah.
4: It's hard for me to fade James White in that backfield, though. You look yeah, at
2: targets
0: that's true. for the
4: past three or four seasons. I mean, it's been him, CMC, and Camara. That's a pretty good company to be in. For and, sure. You know, how, you know, with the defensive, you know, holdouts from COVID this year, as well as the players that they lost in free agency, you know, that defense isn't going to be exactly how it was last year. And chances are they're going to be playing catch-up in a lot of games. And, you know, they, uh, they only have very few – receiving options that they can go with uh, and James White is definitely one of them.
3: Yeah. And Cam Newton <laughs> likes throwing to the running back. So it's a pretty good match.
4: Yeah, I know, exactly. I was, I was looking up some stats on him the other day and his average depth of target the past few, uh, three or four years has been like under 10 yards. So it's not like he's like some prolific deep passing guy uh, mm-hmm. and he's being thrust in a situation where he can excel at that yet again.
0: Frank says Buffalo.
4: Yeah, with Good. Singletary fumbling the ball all over the place now? Apparently, during yeah, practice. I heard about that. Yeah,
0: and you know, Zach Moss.
4: Well, I I disagree with Frank in the sense that you know we know who the RB one is in Buffalo. It's Josh Allen, especially <laughs> goal, in the goal line. So you're not
0: uh, you're not wrong. I will say the the only reason I disagree with Buffalo is it's between two guys yeah. and not yeah, four, and not
2: three and four mm. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that that's the only kind of I guess saving grace there. But Chev, was that you that said Seattle before?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of guys there. I mean, injuries with Chris Carson, and you got Penny being injured. I mean, it could be wide open for somebody to just take over. And a DJ Dallas is there, so who's the other guy they got there? It's not Lamar. Carlos Hyde. Side. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what happened to that guy. I don't know if I really believe in that guy much, but I mean, that backfield. I feel like could be wide open if Chris Carson is still lingering a little bit. What about
0: yeah. um, Tampa Bay?
1: Ooh, yeah, because like <laughs>
2: yeah, Ronald Jones has had an injury today on his foot. Oh, yeah, died? but so I mean, yeah. is, he,
0: is he the guy? I, in mean, that I, I guess
2: so. you can't believe in Shady. He's old yeah. as sand.
0: Yeah, but you so. can't discount Shady either. You know, what I mean, like I feel he's one of those vets that you know every once in a while if he gets a spot start, he's startable enough
2: i know but you saw him last year right it he just did. didn't look good wasn't pretty. he was getting he was getting rest days because he was old
3: yeah hey, LeBron. So, he missed mean, the missed the whole game
2: yeah he must he wasn't even active for the super bowl he you know would I'm rather old. start darwin Thompson, so i mean
0: i'm more. old i don't get rest days at work this is kind of bs um uh, manny wants to know <laughs> chris carson a running back two this year he's
4: healthy
2: yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah. when he when he's healthy yeah. but when he gets hurt (laughs) that's a different thing
4: from what i heard he's not he hasn't he has been missing practices but it's been more so he's had two deaths in the family and he's been dealing with that and that's why he hasn't been at practice i don't think it's been because he's been still lingering from his hip injury from last year Mm
0: -hmm. okay all right well Sorry to hear about that, Chris Carson. Or I Chris mean, that's Carson. obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something you want to be, that um, missing for. Well, I'll tell you what, Hori, let's segue into this because we're good like that. Um, you had talked about defense stopping Todd Gurley. Why don't you give us one of your IDP redraft ride or die guys? Uh,
4: my guy is TJ Watt. You know, when uh, looking at Pro Football Focus's uh, metrics here, he was third in sacks, uh, with 18 and third in QB hits, uh, at, you know edge defender five and total pressures edge defender one and force fumbles. You know, when he's in coverage and quarterbacks are targeting him, quarterbacks have a 39.6% passer rating. That's atrocious. This guy can be in coverage. This guy can rush the passer. This guy can make tackles. He's flying all over the place. And in traditional IDP leagues where you normally have a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive back, a lot of people are going for like the Bobby Wagners and the Darius Leonard's and all the high tackle volume linebackers and people are forgetting like you know you have now this edge defender who does both he gets tackles and he also makes plays like a good defensive lineman so you're getting kind of the best of both worlds there at that position Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely all in on tj watt this year
0: all right great so uh for those of you playing redraft idp leagues which i recommend lots of fun um i really think idp is the way to go what what is happening there
2: no, me and Chev, we have this freaking outrageous uh, IDP draft tomorrow with Manny that just commented about Chris Chris Carson. Okay. It's 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 nuts. Well, I it's, guess you better go get T.J. IDP Watt players. before
1: he does. I'm going to get him
2: before Chev does.
1: The thing with T.J. Watt is he's a guy that can go get a sack, strip the ball out, and take it to the house for a touchdown. And that's – depending on what league you're in, that's the freaking holy grail of points right there. Yep. So yeah. if you can get that one game – that could be the difference in you winning if a player, even if a player gets hurt on your team. So like having those guys on your team are so valuable because they can win you a week.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. I agree.
1: Oh,
0: uh, you know, and now Jorge, uh, Manny says he's taking notes, so this could be used against <laughs> us. I guess maybe we should wait a week, but I didn't Any know. Fine, what Manny. Sorry guys. So yeah, hit up Jorge. Yeah. You know, he, he's going to give you some good advice. He's, Definitely going to do it. So, um, all right, Porkman, we started with you, Jorge. We went to you. Nate, let's get one of your redraft ride or die guys in here.
3: All right. So my guy who I have a lot of shares in both redraft and dynasty, but for this coming year, is Raheem Mostert. Um, okay. I love Raheem Mostert. He was the most efficient running back last year, and partly because he's he showed some talent last year, and partly because he's on the best run team in the NFL behind the Ravens. And, I mean, their offensive line got better. They got Trent Williams this offseason, so the off the line got better than it was last year. They lost receiving targets, so they're going to have to run the ball. Um, even if he takes a snap share with and Coleman, say he gets 50% of the rushing attempts, like that team runs the ball so much, that's still like 250, 275 rushing attempts at just half the rushing attempts. And with the efficiency that he has – I mean, that many attempts, and he's going to be an RB run, RB1. RB So it's it's hard not to buy into the upside. I know that there's a lot of risk based upon, you know, how Shanahan uses his running backs and follows the hot hand. But with Matt Breda gone, I'm not very worried about McKinnon and Coleman. So I think Mostert's the guy to own there, and he's going to start proving it as soon as week one.
0: And, and uh, real quick, San Francisco running back – Carousel, um, Taste McHasty looking good in practice. Supposedly, yeah. I believe yeah. they shipped Savan Ahmed to Miami, and then Kalen Balaj goes to the Jets. Yeah. So it's um, he he Hasty McHasty, maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: and then and then there was a, a report today that Frank Gore looks like the best running back in the backfield. <laughs> which I did. I'm trading that.
4: Le'Veon right. Like that's what this is all about. That's why they're they pulling him from practice, right? And I, the only one who doesn't think that have to i mean that, stuff the bears about... i mean
0: hey
1: that could I, work I'm, i yeah, mean they'll need they're for three to
0: four
4: weeks right
1: <laughs> yeah i, don't I know mean what the is like but i guess it's not great i mean
0: you would think that if they were going to do it it probably would have gotten done by now unless there's a team trying to swoop in at the last second and just wait for him to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper mm-hmm. it just
4: makes no sense why they keep him on the the sidelines like you heard I don't know if you saw the other day, like they the Jets tweeted out or somebody tweeted out, uh, we're resting LeVeon because he has a hamstring injury, and then Le'Veon quote tweeted that, he's like, No, my hamstring's fine. I'm just <laughs> sitting here on the sideline doing nothing. It's like, well, what the hell are you doing? You're trading for Calen Balage and Frank Gore's, you know, proving father time wrong? I mean what, what
0: what what what's going on? You watch that dude's gonna end up in New England for like a no. fifth round pick. Oh god. Wow. But I could just that's a thing that Bill Belichick would do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, damn you, Bill Belichick. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh Raheem Mostert, we all own I I mean I love Raheem this year for uh redraft personally. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I mean with all the receivers going down, the backfield receptions could be going up. So, I mean, Raheem Mostert could be getting a nice little share of carries and then also receptions, too, this season, which will boost his, his uh, season stats up a little bit. So, I'm definitely excited for him. I mean, I love drafting him late. I mean, you can get him decently late, and, I mean, the value possibly is so good. I love the value. Like, the value picks are where it's at, man. If you can get the value picks right in your drafts, that's where you win the leagues. You don't win the leagues – in the first three rounds, like you got to find those guys that are stick in your lineup that are middle tier guys. Like you need those. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's um, I completely agree with that. I mean, if you think about it, sometimes the first three rounds, like those are your safe guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you yeah. know what you're going to get with those guys, but absolutely. You take the swing for the fences sometimes. And if you would have drafted Raheem Mostert last year, like late or picked them up off the waiver wire, you're talking about a league winner.
1: Yeah. No, for so. sure. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, all right. So I guess, uh, pork man, did you get, you already got one, right? Chef, did you get one? Sorry. I'm losing I've time I've time.
1: Gotten one. All um, right, go ahead, chef. You're up. Let's go with, I'll go with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a guy the that's best. being drafted as the 16th wide receiver right now, uh, in PPR redraft formats. And I mean, to me, this guy could be a top five talent. I mean, he got peppered with 151 targets last season and they really didn't bring anybody else to come in and take targets from him. I mean, you got Tariq Cohen. I think he had 100 uh, targets last year. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was probably second closest. And he's got a tight end. Mm-hmm. Don't do Jack Dilley. I mean, they didn't get over 100 yards last year. So, I mean, Porkman, you like that? Jack
2: Dilley. Over there.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this. I don't understand why this guy's being drafted so late. I mean, if you can get him in the fourth and fifth rounds after you get – two solid running backs and i mean you can even go get like maybe a, a lamar jackson or a tight end that's really solid too i mean to get a guy that has the possibility of being a possibly a top five wide receiver that late i love it i gotta take that guy there
0: him or anthony miller because i'm i'm pretty high on anthony miller
1: for or- who can get the like best
0: no i mean like what value wise because oh, you I'm can get it
1: a rob man yeah
0: I mean, what do you think about Anthony Miller for Dynasty here now? I just want to flip it back to that because I have him in a bunch of spots.
1: No, yeah, I think he has definitely a nice chance to fit into the offense. I mean, if you get Nick Foles, I mean, he's going to find the guys more probably than uh, what Trubisky would do. So, I mean, I think he has value. I think the nagging injuries from last season is what really hurt him last year. I mean, he's a guy that I believe had over seven. Touchdown catches in his rookie year, so I mean, he's he's got the talent, but can he stay healthy? Yeah.
0: Um, who's who's winning that quarterback competition? You got any insight on that?
1: Apparently, a couple inches. Uh, is, uh, Nick Foles right now, so <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick's hanging on. That, awesome. That's more than a couple inches. Then
0: I got news for you. <laughs> um, and. Last question about the Bears here. As a Bears fan, how tired are you of hearing they took Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and but you and Patrick Wilms? You must be so freaking sick and tired of hearing that.
1: So a little spoiler, if you listen to the back row bears show be coming out sometime next week, I am going to put it out there right when I start off the podcast after introduction, saying this is the one time I'm gonna say it. The Bears screwed up, they should have took Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to talk about it again because it's been beaten so bad. The horse is super dead right now, so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it anymore. Because I can sit here and cry about it, but it's not going to do us any good. We got what we got, and we got to we just got to live with it.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right.
0: Um, anyone else have any thoughts on Alan Robinson?
2: He's great value. Yeah, yeah, he's really good value.
4: The target mm-hmm. volume yeah. is going to be there, like you yeah. said. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed about him last year was that with him not having you know a counterpart that could be there week in and week out, like he would get targeted a lot, he would you know get his receptions. But in terms of making plays and turning up field, that was more difficult. He didn't get a lot of yards after the catch just because defenders were just keying on him this year. So mm-hmm. it, you're really depending on the target volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I, I want to touch on if you don't mind, just real quickly, Anthony Absolutely. Miller from just a, a redraft perspective. Uh, One of our writers, uh, Todd Barnes, he put out uh, a series of articles over at fantasy and frames where he was talking about slot wide receiver production. And he was mentioning how Anthony Miller towards the end of last season, the bears on offense started to utilize passing to the slot more and more as the weeks went on towards the end of the season. And you were seeing like 15 point games, 17 point games consistently uh, in half PPR scoring. So, you know, if they continue along that trend, I could see definitely Anthony Miller being a value, even in redraft.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. he really didn't produce until Gabriel got hurt, and they was like, oh, let me just put you in here. I guess that's the, the timeline just set up to where he was healthy, and they put him in there. He looked better than Gabriel at that time. And then I think Gabriel's gone, right? Yeah. he got hurt again, yeah,
0: he's
1: gone. He's a free agent. So, like, San Francisco, they have to think about possibly going and get that guy, right?
0: Yeah, because Taylor Gabriel is not bad.
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, Maybe had another injury today. Did they? Something yeah. else got hurt. Yeah, another uh, J. J. No, That's J. J. Fine. Yeah, J.J. Nelson. Dante Pettis you know. season. Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin white. You know what? You may be right. <laughs> Look, you <laughs> white, baby. He's going to get – right. People are going to overpay for him in in dynasty now because they're going to try to be smarter than everybody he's going to get overdrafted and redraft just like it's been happening in the last two years i'm just i'm staying away
1: from that another great um, by the bears baby
0: yeah exactly hey another uh my redraft right to die one of them uh, leonard fournette it's not yes sir not known whether or not he's going to be back last year they're going to definitely work him hard this year he had a fantastic year last year as well i know the stats right up in front of me but um I mean, definitely surprising for everyone that has Leonard Fournette on their team, you know, to finally see what we thought we could get from him coming out of college at LSU. There, so uh, Leonard Fournette, a guy that I'm high on this year, um, also tried to trade for him in my dynasty league, but apparently the 110 in Dallas Goddard was not enough for Leonard Fournette. Mm -hmm. So, good luck in the playoffs, Kevin. I guess losing (laughs) in the first round again. Um, (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, well, he's like, well, I need a running back. And I was like, I don't care about your team. Thoughts on Leonard Frenn, Jorge, let's start with you.
4: Uh, you know, for a running back who faced the seventh most stacked boxes in the NFL last season, to be seventh in attempts, sixth in rushing yards, um, to average 14.8 fantasy points per game in half PPR scoring, uh, being the RB4 in targets, yet, look, I know they get out in Chris Thompson, but Chris Thompson is not going to be the savior of this offense. And I think they're like, I think like you just said, he's probably there for one more year. Then he goes off to Seattle or goes wherever he's going to go. I'm just speculating. I don't really obviously know for sure, but they're going to run him into the ground. Um, I still think the target volume is going to be there. He had like a hundred targets, something last year, which is ridiculous. And sure. Even if that goes down a little bit, um, let's just think about this very simply. If you see Leonard Fournette catch the ball in front of you, um, are you going to run to go tackle him? Are you, in, you know, you see this big locomotive coming at you or defenders really going to like want to go and tackle him. Like, I think he's going to get his receptions. I think he's going to do something with them. Um, even though Chris Thompson is there, you know? You um, know, it, it's just funny. Like, I don't know if you guys remember like back in the day and this is going really back in the day, Vince Lombardi, he would always run this play called the power sweep. And and everyone would say to him, Hey Vince, everyone knows I'm not you're that old. Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it was it's one of the NFL films <laughs> things, and uh, he's like, you he's was like We're, always gonna Denver, "We're always going to run this play. We're always going to run this play." And uh, they asked Vince Lombardi, Vince, you know, you keep t- giving away your game plan. And, you know, what, what, what do you say to people who are saying you're giving away your game plan? And he's like, "You know what? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You try and stop it, and they couldn't stop it, and they can't stop Leonard Fournette this year."
1: Here's the thing: yeah. he did all of this. What, what 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 was his ranking, Jorge? Do you remember?
4: Uh, in rushing yards, he had the sixth most rushing, uh, sixth most rushing yards, seventh most
1: in attempts. What about points in half?
4: Uh, let me pull that up right now. Just sorry, one second.
1: I know in PPR he was seven, and he did all of this with just three touchdowns. Now, if you tell me again, is Fournette going to score get over three touchdowns or under? I'm taking the over every single time. All day, so I think he's going to get the volume. Counter. He didn't even score a uh, receiving touchdown, and he had seventy six catches. So I mean, that could definitely go up. I mean, this guy has the possibility to be a top five guy if he can find his ends or find his way to the end zone. And he I was think eleven. Is, he
4: was eleven last
1: year. 11, hey, he a, I mean,
0: good point. Only player since nineteen eighty five to have zero touchdowns on seventy plus receptions, and he puts Jorge's name there, pointing that out to you, Jorge. So look at that a good friend of the show Ray Garvin checking hey, in, saying that I'm looking good. Hey. He's talking about from the neck down. I'm rocking a DDP shirt. You want one go sign up uh, for their Patreon. Definitely worth the money. Highly recommended. And uh, J Ron checking in. That man for is a sure. beast. He's not talking about me. He's talking about Leonard Fournette. I have been told that I'm quite beastly myself. Uh, Nate, Portman, <laughs> any, th- me. <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts on Leonard Fournette?
3: Yeah. Um, Every year that he's been in the NFL, he's finished as a running back one in points per game. Um, so he's kind of a safe option. So I don't think he's going to have a chance for the running back one overall, but no. it's n- not a hard possibility that he's a running back one. He's done it literally every single year for a points per game basis. Cause he did have an injury last year um, or two years ago, but I think that
0: was mostly. No, and I think a that was suspension. last year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But his, and his second his rookie, season.
0: His rookie season, he was pretty close to 1,000 yards or right mm. over it, I think.
3: Yeah. So every time yeah, he's been on the field, thousand. he has produced you top running back numbers. So just because Twitter has decided to hate on Leonard Fournette does not mean that you should because it's just a big echo chamber right now for Leonard Fournette hate. I know someone compares Nickelback. Mm. It's like, someone just decided that oh. Leonard Fournette was bad, and then everyone else <laughs> just went with it? Yeah,
0: I mean yeah, Nickelback is pretty it. bad, though.
4: You know, so and it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the hate towards Leonard Fournette. I don't understand the hate towards running backs that have no viable backup. Yeah, like volume is king in fantasy football. Like, yeah, you're don't you need these people? You know, they're going to help you win.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't right. get it. Raekel right. right. well, Armstead and Chris Thompson are not a threat.
2: No, no.
1: no. I'll just piggyback on what Jorge said. Like. I'm finding myself in redraft this year finding guys that have no competition and they're on their last year of their deal because they're going to get run Mm -hmm. into the ground. I mean, it's just plain and simple. Why would you not do that unless you're going to sign the man? Like that's the only reason why you would do that. And I don't see that being a case for maybe Todd Gurley, but definitely not for Ned. I feel like that, that uh, relationship with the Jags is definitely is definitely done after this year. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That's and to me, it's, it's it's just lazy analysis to me. If you feel as though uh, Gruden brought in uh, Chris Thompson to take over third down work, knowing that the man is going to get hurt, it's just part of his history. He's going to get hurt. His knees, his freaking his arms, something, something's going to get messed up. Insert Man. Leonard Fournette in that third down roll. He showed he can catch the ball, right. and he's he's going to go full ham. He's going to have more than three touchdowns. That that has to be some yeah. sort of outlier.
0: Yeah. Porkman, that, that's actually a good point. You're talking about lazy analysis. That That's fantastic. You guys are absolutely right. You see one thing on Twitter, and then everybody, that's the new narrative for that player. Yeah. It's like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you, you know what I mean? So um, fantastic point by Porkman. You got to make sure that – Look into things that people say, and you know who to trust. Obviously, you're here for a reason because you're, as
2: a branch coaches would say you're wicked smart. But um, now, what was was the of World saying? He was going to get cut, or was that somebody else? I think they said one. he.
0: They they oh, said he joined the Air Force or something like that. It was something <laughs> ludicrous. So, but yeah, but you know, look into things. Hey, hey, I think this guy's good. Nate thinks this guy's good. Go watch film. You might disagree. You know what I mean? But but the good thing is. You may hear about some people, too, and then you could do your own analysis on these guys. So don't just take everybody's word for it. You have to look into it for yourself, too. Or we're just basically what we're trying to do is steer you in the right direction. It's like trying to fix a check engine light on a car. I pull the code up that doesn't tell me what to fix. You still have to navigate that roadmap of the electrical circuitry to fix the vehicle.
2: So well, put the put the put the code in and then turn it off and keep driving. That's what I. Do. <laughs> yeah,
0: you you're a typical New Jersey driver. So, and uh, yeah, Ray okay. says her her majority of his receptions came on first and second down, not third. He's not concerned about Chris Thompson.
3: Nice. I, yep, I, I heard similar care. stats. That Ray's had, a smart guy.
0: He is. Yeah, for sure. he had a lot of his
3: passing work on early downs, and that's not Thompson's you know skill set. That's guy. not what Thompson's going to take. So. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're not. No one's worried about i am excited to see what uh, gardner Minshew does this year though so, yes all right let's go uh for another round do some more redraft right of die guys here um jorge let's kick it back to you my man
4: look i've been preaching this guy and you know and let me preface this by saying look i know everybody has a guy that they're preaching right i think They've i been know preaching who him is. forever okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna say my piece i've been preaching him forever uh look it's michael gallup you look You look at what he did. I'm going to do a side-by-side comparison with him and Amari Cooper. Gallup, 1,100 yards, 1,107 yards. Cooper, 1,189. Six touchdowns, eight uh, eight touchdowns. 112 targets, 119 targets. Here's the the numbers that really matter. Gallup, 12.8 fantasy points per game. Cooper, 12.9 fantasy points per game. When you're getting in the third round, when you're getting in the seventh round, Gallup all day.
0: I I love me so Michael Gallup. What do you guys think, Chev?
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see what that passing offense is going to look like with C D Lamb. I'm not I'm not scared that I like I said I said on the podcast that I think those three guys could be thousand-yard receivers. So I'm not scared that they're not going to see the volume. It's just how much like can I make sure I, I get him in that game that he's going to go off rather than me putting him in and he only gets the three catches rather than the six right. catches with two touchdowns. So that's going to mm-hmm. be the tricky game, I think, with the Cowboys offense this year for wide receivers. Um, but I do love Gallup, even though I traded him the mic. So I do love Gallup a lot. I think he should be a nice little wide receiver. And he could get a good landing spot whenever he's a uh, free agent yeah. possibly too. So that's a nice call. Mm-hmm. So no. uh,
4: I'm, I'm with you there. Sorry, Mike. Um, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I really like about Gallup is his rapport that he has with Prescott. And you look at where he's being targeted down the field out of all the wide receivers last year, he was being targeted down the field the most. So now you're telling me you have a wide receiver that the quarterback trusts and throws far down the field for, I mean, and you see his production that he was able to do. Uh, I I totally get it. Trevin. Uh CeeDee Lamb, this, this passing offense is, it's going to be something they are retaining Kellen Moore's system from last year mm-hmm. uh, but you know Mike McCarthy's coming in there and it's it's hard for me to say hard for me to think that McCarthy is not going to have his fingerprints somewhere involved in this offense and if that's the mm-hmm. case that's good for all the wide receivers right yeah. I mean you had Cobb you had Nelson and you had Adams in that offense that was a take any one of them and you were doing yes. well in fantasy that year mm-hmm. and uh, I, just, I see a lot of these receivers eating. But for me, I, I look at uh, CeeDee Lamb, rookie, I, you know, during a COVID year, you know, the lack of practice. I, I know people are inherently, inherently talented, but not everybody's Odell Beckham and does what he does in his rookie year. Amari okay. Cooper, talented, but he's facing DB1 coverage all season long. And it just gives Gallup this opportunity to yeah. really pull away. I think this is the year Gallup earns his opportunity to get traded somewhere else next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this year and this offense, I think he's the guy you want in Dallas.
1: Jorge, I appreciate you giving me nightmares, naming off Cobb, Adams. And <laughs> so screw you, bud. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, bear down. My bad. My bad.
0: Speaking of which, uh Randall Cobb this year I think is a really good play for the Texans. I I could see him being their wide receiver one. That's the
4: option out of all of them, right?
0: Yeah. Um also one thing I do want to say be patient with these Cowboys receivers. I know Kellen Moore is still there, but Mike McCarthy's gonna put his wrinkles in there, nuances on the system. So if it's not clicking right away, there's no preseason, the offseason's wonky. Don't don't go dropping him for Brandon Cooks, you know, after no. week two. I'm just saying, like, don't don't do that. You might have to be a little bit patient. It's gonna be a weird year. You're gonna be mm-hmm. starting guys that you're not used to starting. Um, but Nate do you have Jorge really zigged when I thought he was going to go with uh, Ryan Tannehill here? Uh, so I'm kind of <laughs> surprised he went with Michael Gallup. But do you have any thoughts on Michael Gallup?
3: I love Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup will be the wide receiver one on the Dallas Cowboys this year. I think he will outscore Mari Cooper. Um, like Jorge said, it's down the field. He's going to be targeted more, which those targets are worth more points if they're farther down the field. The more air yards, the more fancy points. There's a direct correlation right there. Um, I think of the three receivers, Gallup will be the most consistent because not facing number one cornerbacks and Amari Cooper has proven to be in and out, boom or bust. I think CeeDee Lamb being a rookie will also be boom or bust. I think Gallup will be the most consistent. I think at the end of the year, he'll have the most points. Um, he might have less receptions than Amari Cooper, but he will have more yards and more touchdowns, I'm assuming. I love his value in the seventh round. I mean, you're pr- you're probably getting a wide receiver too, this year.
1: Yeah.
2: Pork band thoughts on Michael Gallup? Yeah, I pretty much hit up on everything. The only thing I can say is with Michael Gallup, he missed. He had a whole bunch of open uh, routes last year, and sometimes Dak just overthrew him. If he would have connected on those, his numbers would have been absolutely wild last year. So yeah, I'm on the Gallup train for sure. Um, <clears throat> they probably going to put Gallup and CD on the outside. Because It seems like to me Amari Cooper is going to be more of a slot guy. I'm um, not really sure why, he's immensely talented. I think this all in his head, but I think yeah, Amari Jimmy needs Gallop. to be
3: in the slot. Then, I'm not yeah, sure if the Cowboys are planning to put him in the slot. I think I've heard that CeeDee Lamb has played more in the slot than Amari Cooper has. Um, mm. but I think Amari doesn't have the physicality to get off the line of scrimmage and uh against the jam, against the press. Does. But CD, yeah, and Gallup do. So I I think Amari Cooper is better in the slot, and if they committed to him being their main slot receiver, um, I would probably change my mind on Gallup outscoring him. But if he's going to see a good mixture of outside and inside, I'm still very confident in Gallup.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Chev, uh, you got another guy for us?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go with the quarterback here. And he's in the Ryan division. Of Davis. No, no, not Ryan Tannehill, not <laughs> that's, today. That's Jorge's boy. <laughs> that's that's your next pick, bud. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Oh yeah, uh, I, I really don't hate think-
0: that at all. I love it.
1: I'm I'm more about the value guys at quarterback and like tight end. Like I really don't want to pay up for those guys and wide receiver. I'll even wait too if I can hammer out those running backs early, I'm happier with my drafts. So if I can get a guy like Matthew Stafford, I can't exactly tell you where he's going, but I know it's not at the top of the list. Um, I mean, he can just, he plays dinged up too, which is awesome because it just shows you that he wants to be out there and that he's going to be able to play most weeks. Even, I mean, if he breaks his back like he did, I mean, he's not going to be playing, but on those little lingering injuries, he can be out there. I mean, you throw into to Kenny Galladay, you're throwing to TJ Hogginson more this year. I mean, you throw in DeAndre Swift into that mix too out of the backfield. Uh, that really gets me excited for that Lions offense. I mean, I'm really hoping that they don't do too well being a Bears fan, but I just think it's just inevitable that they are going to have some really great games and they're going to have a really solid offense this year that can move the ball down the field and a lot of big plays because Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are going to be going up and getting those deep balls most of the time. So definitely a scary team to watch out for. I feel like they can go either way. They can be really good or really bad.
0: Okay. Anyone have thoughts on Matthew Stafford?
1: I think
4: he was on pace to average the second most fantasy points per game at quarterback just behind Lamar Jackson last year before Mm he got hurt. You know, a lot of people, whenever somebody gets hurt, a lot of people will be like, oh, they're injury prone. He's not injury prone. He may have had like a couple seasons early on in his career where he was hurt. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, he's been pretty consistent in games played. Uh, You look at week one last year against Arizona. That was a premonition of things to come where he was just airing it all over the field. Daryl Bevel's offense and him seemed to work well, seemed to mesh well together. Um, I am concerned about DeAndre Swift. Uh, you did mention him, Chev, because he's missed seven days of practice in a row. What does that mean? Carry on Johnson, he's great when he's available. The only issue is when, how often is he really available for a full season. Kenny Galladay. I'll tell you who I really love on the, the Lions also. Marvin Jones, I think, is also yes. –
2: yeah. undervalued,
4: yeah. and that's yeah. fine by me because if I can grab him later on in the drafts, I'm pretty happy as well.
0: Jorge, you make a good point. Um, the last time prior to this season, Matthew Stafford listed, missed the game, according to ProFootballReference.com, was 2010. Yeah, So he only played 10 games in his rookie season, then the next season was three. But until last year, we had 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. He's been really consistent. So you know, he's mm. a guy you can you can really lean on in redraft, of course, but for dynasty, he's been pretty damn good too. You know, and he's he's still not that old. So I, I'm still buying Stafford if I can. Does anyone ha- else have anything to add to Stafford?
2: Yeah, I mean Stafford. <laughs> I thought he was gonna talk Nate because he kept going like this. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, Stafford for me for sure. That's my freaking boy. Yeah, me and me and J Rom out. That's my my homie right there. Um, we've been on Stafford forever. We freaking absolutely love that guy. Um, he already knows I've been loving myself some Kenny Galladay. I've been on the Kenny Galladay train from day one. Um, and finally he was able to flourish last year and show his full potential and even could be better with his um his catch percentage was low, but he's still wide receiver seven on the year, which is absolutely nuts. So yeah, give me um gimme Stafford with with some good old Hawkinson uh, hopefully getting a little bit better this year.
3: Yeah. Stafford put up great numbers. And I think we have, the, I have the same question as I do with like Russell Wilson. Like how much is that offense going to let him throw? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Last year they put the ball in his hands and we saw it fantasy wise, how good he was when he was on the field. I mean, when he's on the field, just fantasy points falling out of the sky for Matthew Stafford when they're letting him throw that many times a game. But Patricia has been known to try to force the ball on the ground and grind out games. That's what he wants to play. That's the Bill Belichick kind of way. Um, So are we going to get that, or are we going to get what we saw at the beginning of last year? That's the big question mark. Um, Matthew Stafford's still a pretty good quarterback if he's just kind of managing the game. He still can make those throws downfield and get you points. But if he's the one who's leading that offense and it's running through him and his arm, then he is like a top five quarterback this year.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what that offense has been about for ever since he's gotten got into the league. I mean those guys probably threw like forty times a game or pretty close to that. I mean they are just gunslingers. I mean it's nice to throw to Calvin Johnson though. I mean anybody can throw to that guy, right?
0: <laughs> probably not me, to be honest with you. Um, well, Nate, uh, let's, let's yeah, stick to you,
3: got with the you then. new warm
0: yeah, you know it. Um, who, who's your next guy?
3: Um, so my next guy is one that everyone talks about being so undervalued that he's probably not even correctly undervalued anymore. It might be actually valued now because everyone's just starting to, you know, hype him up. It's Robert Woods, and what? I think all of you guys will mm-hmm. agree with me. Robert Woods is should he's going to produce way above his draft spot this year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm taking him in redraft. I'm taking him in dynasty. He's not that old. He's on one of the most um, efficient and highest volume passing offenses in the league um, tied with Sean McVay and Brandon cooks is out. So that's one less target to deal with. I know they drafted Van Jefferson, but Van Jefferson's not Brandon cooks. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Robert Woods, I mean, so after the team had their buy and they switched to that 12 personnel a lot more, this is the pace that he was on for the, second half of the season, okay? He was on pace for 181 targets, 119 receptions, 1,500 yards, okay? Nasty. For that back half. If we can – I'm not not saying we're going to get that this year, but those numbers, if you put some, like, decent touchdowns in there, I mean, that's, like, coming up for the wide receiver one. And there's not a lot of guys with that kind of potential. But Robert Woods has it, especially if they're rolling that 12 personnel out where he's going to be the main target on the outside. Um, he's got a lot of upside. I think he has a really high floor. I think he's a really smart pick to be someone's wide receiver one if they're focusing on running backs. And if they're taking wide receivers, then having this guy as your wide receiver two or three is one of the greatest luxuries in fantasy football right now. Can yep.
0: You guys have thoughts on Bobby Trees? For sure.
2: Oh, I love it! Yeah, he's so he's so disrespected in the league. It's only he because really is. Of, I think it's I think he's disrespected because of the love that everybody uh presumes that golf loves Cup so much, even though Cup is good and Cup gets all the touchdowns. Everybody's looking at all the touchdown upside that Cup will give you, but in between those twenties, Woods is that guy. Um, at the end of the day, they're pretty much going back to back in drafts. <sighs> it's kind of hard to not go cup because he's giving you the touchdowns, but Woods is the most consistent of the two. So at this point, usually I will go cup, but for me, it's, it's really woods right now. I agree with Nate on this one.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like, I like woods as well. Um, all right, pork band, you got one last one for us then. And then we'll, uh, we'll just do a couple quick hit ones. I'll do one. We'll do a couple quick hits, no explanation needed. And then we'll wrap it up.
2: All right. So for me, I'm, uh, I'm trying to go a little bit of a late round quarterback strategy, and this one's really, really late. But I don't know, maybe his value is starting to come up. Um, give me some of that Tiger King. Give me that, give me that Gardner Minshew action right there. Um, they're going to be very uh, defense is going to be very, very bad. So they're going to have to throw the ball a ton. Give the ball to DJ Chark, and as much as I don't want to say it. They they might have to give the ball to Mr. LaVisca. <laughs> he might get hurt. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, watching the guy come in last year with absolutely no prep after Foles broke his collarbone and ball out, that's freaking nuts. Like, you really don't see stuff like that, especially in the league now. But um, people look at Gardner Mitchell, he looks like he's, like, all funky back there, like he's just playing backyard football, but – That is really good for fantasy. You drop back, ain't nobody open. He gives you that funky-looking Russian upside that you're not really looking for in a guy like him, but he got that moxie about him. I like. So he has a whole offseason to prepare for this year. Uh, And apparently Tyler Eifert looks good, which doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. His back doesn't look good, but... uh, But, yeah, give me... (laughs) Give me, give me some, give me some, uh, Tiger King, and we can, we can ride that out and see how that goes. But you're probably going to have another quarterback on the team, possibly. But um, hey, if you, if you can hit on a late round quarterback like Gardner Minshew, go for it.
1: Yeah,
0: agree. You guys all loving Minshew this year.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially at late, you can get him. I mean, what's to lose? I mean, if he goes off, great. If he doesn't yeah. go off, and gets replaced. You go find somebody on the waivers. I mean. You're not spending too much draft capital on a guy that could possibly just have an absolutely incredible season just because his defense sucks. He could be throwing the ball so many times. And that's not a knock on Leonard Fournette because that means he's going to have more opportunities to catch the football too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, his points are going to go up. So, I, I just I, – I love Minshew. I mean, especially if you can get a beer company to sponsor you to possibly give out some beer for drafting you in the first round, that is the potential you need. And now yep. if you draft him that early – and we're in trouble, maybe a little bit.
0: Um, sorry, good buddy Trav. Thank you Trav from, uh, for,
1: for, uh, <laughs> for doing that. Appreciate it.
0: Trav that. is checking in. We were on his uh show earlier this week, a couple of us, Nate was unable to attend that one. Um, but Trav did a good he, he did a great job hosting. He said, Pork Band, VP of Greasy Personnel. And, uh, you know, Pork Band's got those greasy takes. But one thing that you do not want to be greasy is your nether regions. And support for the Dynasty Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped.com, who is Greepy what is. Balls that's right you definitely do yeah. not want that uh they are the best in men's blow the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience that's why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the manscaped engineering tends to Engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. I'll tell you what, those um, dodgeball balls that they had back in elementary school could use these. Those things suck. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And when I tell you this is premium, I absolutely mean premium. We can all attest to it. We've all used it. Actually, I can't attest to you Jorge, sorry. I can't attest to your testes. Uh, The water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise and intimate trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself we will send our intern down to shave you so trim that junk for yours getting 20 off and free shipping with the code pork20 at manscaped.com on the bottom of the screen your balls will thank you so will we we are getting back into it i don't even remember where we were i think we were going to get um to my last guy here i will make this quick Everybody seems to be th- overlooking Tyler Boyd because A.J. Green is back and doing whatever he is that he does. Tyler Boyd looking fantastic the last couple of years. And I'll tell you what, he, he's a stud. I, it, at least for this year, we are talking redraft. Dynasty, maybe you want to fade him a little bit because T. Higgins is there, but he could be a league winner. Absolutely. So we're closing in on about an hour. Let's just do a couple quick hits. No explanation needed. Um, Jorge, just rattle off a couple guys that you love for this year
4: Okay, so I'll, if you don't mind, I'll do like a mix of offense and defense just to keep it... Absolutely uh, Sticking with the Jaguars theme, DJ Chark volume, pass-heavy offense. On defense, I'm liking Le- Leighton Van Der Esch over Jalen Smith this year. I know that's kind of sacrilege for some, but uh, Jalen Smith was middle linebacker last year He's now being bumped outside and Leighton Van Der Esch is coming in. Hopefully he's recovered 100%. Uh, From his neck injury, if he's good, uh, that's good for tackle numbers. And my last two are uh, out of Denver, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. When they're both healthy on the field, we're talking double-digit sacks. Can't go wrong with that
0: value. Okay, Chev, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, somebody you can get really late, and that's been having a lot of buzz in camp is Jalen Rager. I know he's a rookie, but, I mean, this guy, somebody has to step up as a wide receiver in Philly, and why not that guy? I mean, he's been playing all over the field. So that's one guy I'd be keeping my eye on. And then just, this is super late. Maybe a little Ian Thomas action. I know it's kind of murky there, but I love my guy Ian Thomas, and I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't bring up him and Dallas Goddard. So I'll throw that in there as well.
0: (laughs) Okay. Nate?
3: Yeah, so uh, three guys I got to hit real quick. Um, I'm always talking about Hayden Hurst for this year. I think Hayden Hurst is um, one of the top tight ends this year. Um, volume was king mm-hmm. we talked about it and he's going to get a lot of volume there um, other players Matt Breda for the Dolphins I think in PPR leagues he's got a lot of upside um, the Dolphins love to throw to their running backs and he's going to get those targets and then last but not least in the same vein as Gardner Minshew I really like Joe Burrow this year I think he has one of the best rookie seasons any quarterback has had I think he's going to come close, if not break the record. Uh, Baker Mayfield set for passing touchdowns, and he could rival Andrew Luck as well for yards. Same idea as Minshew. Bad defense, going to be throwing the ball a lot. He's got great weapons to throw, to. We love A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Even Alden Tate looking good, so.
0: okay, Porkman?
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to go opposite of Nate. I'm going to go with um, Jordan Howard. I think he's going to get a whole bunch of touchdown upside on that team. Um, he's going to get a whole bunch of carries as well. I do like Breer though, but, yeah, I think Howard's going to get some touchdowns. Um, going with the late tight end thing, because that seems like that's, you know, the new thing that's going to be going for this year. I'm going go Jack Doyle. Uh, Phillip Rivers loves his tight ends, obviously. Uh, he's been playing for 5,000 years. So that, all that there. So he's going to go to Jack Doyle. And my other deep tight end, he's coming back from injury. It's going to be the, sec- the third time he's coming back. But uh, Will Disley for me, uh, Russell loves himself some uh, Will Disley in the red zone area. So if he comes back healthy, say he's practicing, he's having a good camp. So he'll be back and ready to go.
0: All right. I just want to say that real quick, I know Phillip Rivers loves tight end. That end can't be that tight after nine kids. But that being said, for me, I'm going to go with the aforementioned Randall Cobb. I do think he has a chance to be the wide receiver one in Houston. You never know what Brandon Cooks, and I hear Kiki Kuti is hurt. It's surprising. Will Fuller, often injured, so Randall Cobb could be the guy. Uh, Everyone wants to talk about Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Nobody really wants to talk about Matt Ryan. You want to talk about a guy that you could punt the quarterback position and who could throw for almost 5,000 yards. Matt Ryan is the guy. And last but certainly not least, love Mark Ingram. I know they drafted J.K. Dobbins. He is a rookie with not much of an offseason. Mark Ingram is a guy. Doesn't miss time, runs hard, runs hard. He can catch the ball too. Nate, I know they don't do it a ton down there. Throw to Mark Ingram, but there's no reason to think that he can't do it. He, he catches it when they throw J.K. it to him. Dobbins. So, yeah, J.K. Dobbins next year, Mark Ingram this year. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's possible. You never know. But I do mm-hmm. love Mark Ingram for this year. So, before we head out, Chev, I believe you have something for us.
1: Yeah, I would like to ask one more question too. What are you guys' thoughts on Eric Ebron this year? I mean, he's going super late in drafts. He's at the Steelers. Do you think he holds any value with Big Ben there now, or you guys fading him pretty good?
0: I mean, Vance is in front of him, but he gets hurt a lot too, so Ebron definitely
2: mm-hmm. got yeah, a shot. I, I, was I looking think Ebron's ahead of him. What are you saying, Jorge? My bad. Uh,
4: I'm sorry. Uh, I was looking up some of the stats for the Steelers' tight ends a couple days ago. And, you know, aside from, I think, 2013 and half PPR scoring, no tight end has averaged double-digit fantasy points. So I thought that was kind of interesting considering all the chemistry that Ben had with Heath Miller and then the Ladarius Green experiment and then Vance. And so you I have Ebron coming in there. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. If the wide receivers that, you know, all these the, – the wide receivers for the Steelers, all the hype that they're getting – If that turns out to be warranted, I don't see a lot of good things happening for Ebron's fantasy potential. If they're overhyped and not as good as everyone's thinking they're going to be, then I can see Ebron having some value.
1: Gotcha, yeah. Cool. So I'm going to go into the verse in a second. Let's see. So it's – Yep. Is that
0: that phone at 1%, Chev?
1: No, I actually uh, brought the Charger over today. So we're at a solid 32. Don't tell (laughs) Melissa, though. Okay, gotcha. So, oh, oh, you
2: give me your number. Okay.
1: You're not getting my girlfriend's number. You already stole my dad, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to start off here. You know, we are almost to the end of the summer of love at the Dynasty Rewind. And I'm so thankful yeah. for all the great minds that we brought on. Jorge's added a great addition to that freaking group right there. So, Jorge, thank you. Um, but we're going to go with 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. So, I mean, I feel like I've been saying this every single week, but love, man, we need to find a way to love each other, respect each other, encourage each other to learn about what's going on. Like right now Mm -hmm. is the time where we have to figure this out. It's, it's silly to me that like slavery and everything that's happened. It's like, Incredible how weird it is that it's almost not been abolished or gone away, and we're still living to where it's almost some people are living where it's black and white rather than just a human being. We're not loving each other enough. We're not caring about each other enough. We're not encouraging each other enough to be better. And that's one thing I'm really going to focus on going going further in. Uh, My life, just encouraging and loving each other, being a better person. So uh, love somebody this week. Do something that you wouldn't do. I mean, I go to Chick-fil-A sometimes and I just drop a a little Chick-fil-A $10 gift card. And if I if that happened to me, oh, my God, Chick-fil-Bay, baby, I would be so happy. So love on somebody this week and encourage somebody uh, to do something great.
0: All right, Chev, love it, as always. Um, All right, so. We're going to sign it off here. Jorge, thank you again uh, for coming and hanging out with us. We had a great time having you on.
4: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. I was looking forward to this all week, like I said. And hopefully I get to see you guys soon. You're more than welcome to hop on our show as well. And, uh, th- you know, had a blast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, until we see you again, where can we find you? And where can we find your show on Twitter?
4: Sure. Uh, so you can follow me at Jorge B. Edwards on Twitter. And you can follow my website, Fantasy in Frames at fantasy and frames as well as go to fantasy there you can see all of our rankings our articles to get you ready for draft season um you know we have all sorts of you know ranking tools that are there podcasts live streams we have everything you need right there at fantasy so head over there
1: and check it out as soon as you can
0: all right and so uh but actually one last thing before we head out chev i believe you had something you wanted to take care of
1: yeah, so you guys can follow me at Chef Blair D and if you do follow me, you had a chance to win a free uh, hoodie from the Dynasty Rewind, and also a free T-shirt that I was going to be giving away. Uh, we had nine people sign up, or sign up. They followed the contest rules, and they got it done. They screenshotted and did it all. How many times do you guys think I should randomize it? We have five people on the show. Should we just do five? Sure. All right, here we go. Sure. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> The suspense. This is just suspenseful, boys. And the winner of the hoodie is going to be, wow, Mr. Beezy. And the winner of the shirt <laughs> my is boy. Ben Donnelly. So oh. two guys that follow the show. Uh, Melissa, oh, sorry. You should be more interactive to the show and start <laughs> retweeting more stuff.
0: All right. So, gentlemen, <laughs> For those of you that won, please DM me at mbauer 85 on Twitter. That's where you can find me, um, and I'll get you set up. We'll get your size, we'll get your address, all that good stuff, and we're going to get you set up ASAP. Uh, the sweatshirt, those are in pre-order yet, so the sweatshirt's not going to be instantaneous. going to have to wait a little bit on that. Um, so, Chevin, thank you. And, Nate, where can we find you on Twitter until
3: next week? Yeah, you can find me at NateNFL. Always okay. on there.
0: Awesome. And Porkman?
2: As the VP of uh, Greasy Personnel, you can find me at, <laughs> at FF Porkman. And Pops, yes. thanks for popping in. I was, you know, um, I missed you, bud. Yeah, we were worried about Pops.
0: Um, also, apparently, uh, Porkman is the vice president, uh, the self-appointed mm-hmm. vice president of the <laughs> Rewind. So congratulations on your fictitious promotion pork man um so until tuesday we will be back with a live stream will harris from true north fantasy football is going to be coming on we're going to be talking some sleeper tight ends next friday alexa della rocca is going to be on last second league winners to trade for okay so if you have anybody you want us to talk about any trades you want us to go over slide into my dms or the show dms Or Sean, the intern, at Rewind Intern. Make him do some work. Until then, you can find me on Twitter, at DMBowr85. I would much prefer you follow the show, at Dynasty Rewind. And until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.